Good afternoon. Good evening. Good evening. Good afternoon. Uh, good to see everyone here. Thank you for attending this afternoon's meeting of the Liberty County Board of Commissioners. This is our mid-month meeting. We meet twice a month, first Tuesday, third Thursday. Uh, so thank you for either being present physically or being present via live stream. We appreciate the uh, audience, and we appreciate um, being informative, and we appreciate the citizens uh, being knowledgeable of what we have to share when it comes to this forum, because only so much you can gather. Uh, sometimes what you hear, though, there's been a lot of background work done prior to being here, so if you have more in-depth questions, please feel free to contact our staff here. They'll be helpful, happy to help you, or these commissioners will be happy to help you with what's going on to get us to this point. But just know that many times it's not a decision that's made right here. There's been a lot of work done prior to coming here that uh, will help us to make decisions that we make at our board meeting. Now, uh, I think I'm about to defer again to my assistant county administrator for our invocation. Would, would you be so kind to do that for us, please, sir? Yes, sir. And I'll pledge allegiance. Please stand for the invocation and pledge of allegiance. Let us pray. God of our weary years and God of our silent tears, we come before you on this beautiful day. We thank you forever for all your bountiful blessings that you do for us. And Father, we pause and ask for your divine guidance and insight and foresight and providence as we deliberate on the business of this uh, community. We thank you for all of these individuals who give their time and their talents and their treasures to make Liberty County a better place. And Father God, we pray for those who are always going through and those who are experiencing the tragic loss of death. We pray that you would strengthen them and guide them. These and all the other blessings, we thank you and we praise you for in the mighty and majestic name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which we stand, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you, kind sir. Commissioner Thrift is on the way. She's in traffic, but she's on the way. It's good to have other commissioners here. If I didn't see you at the last meeting, Happy New Year to those we haven't seen. Still New Year, still January, so good to see everyone. All right, we're going to start off with a proclamation. Uh, Arbor Day, Dr. Karen Bell. <clears throat> with her support staff, <laughs> Ms. Willa Dixon Lewis. <laughs> Good evening. Good evening. Um, my name is Dr. Karen Bell, and I'm here with our board chair, Ms. Willa Lewis. Oh, excuse me. I said support staff, your board chair. Yes, yes. she is. Okay. Yes. <laughs> you got the name right. <laughs> well, I knew you was chair. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we're, we're here to talk about and to get Liberty County ready to celebrate Arbor Day. Look at them. Arbor Day is a day for planting trees. It's a holiday that is nationally and now internationally known to help grow your community, our world, by planting more trees. We ask that our um, schools, individual organizations to plant more trees. And while I'm on that, we still have um, on hand some white oaks or yellow poplar trees and if anybody would like any and when I say we have some we have 
plenty. <laughs> if you would like one, don't be shy. Please contact Keep Liberty Beautiful, and we will make arrangements for you to get them. But in February, February the 17th and 18th, we are looking to have in flowery trees, apple, um, plums, all types of um, fruit trees along um, for Arbor Day. That sign up will go live February the 1st. So I'm letting you know now when you hear February the 1st, so when February the 1st hit the calendar, go on to our, <laughs> go on to our website and um, you can go and sign up for a tree. But right now, you can get white oat and yellow poplar. Yes. As many as you would like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yes, sir. This, this is a proclamation for Liberty County Arbor Day. Whereas in 1872, the Nebraska Board of Agriculture established a special day be set aside for the planting of trees. And whereas this holiday, called Arbor Day, was first observed for the planting of more than a million trees in Nebraska. And whereas Arbor Day is now observed throughout the nation and the world, and whereas trees can be a solution to combating climate change by reducing the erosion of our precious topsoil by wind and water, cutting heating and cooling costs, moderating <coughs> the temperature, clean the air, producing life-saving oxygen, and provide habitat for wildlife. And whereas trees are a renewable resource giving us paper, wood for our homes, fuel for our fires, and countless other wood products, and whereas trees in our, in our county increase property values, enhance the economic vitality of business areas, and beautify our community. And whereas trees, wherever they are planted, are a source of joy and spiritual renewal. Now therefore, be it proclaimed by the Liberty County Board of Commissioners that February 17, 2023 shall be known, designated, and set aside as Arbor Day in Liberty County, Georgia, and urge all citizens to support efforts to present our trees or protect our trees and woodlands, to support our county's urban forestry program, and to plant trees to promote the well-being of present and future generations and enhance our community so adopted this 19th day of January, 2023. If you will make your way around. Yeah, we couldn't go into fit, uh, Commissioner Fisherman's. <laughs> <laughs> Come on up. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> you know, while they're coming, can I share a personal story with you? Uh, Mel Baker knows this. In my grandparents' yard, there's a, a pear tree that's not too far up a sidewalk, maybe four feet, very close. In fact, they kind of veered the sidewalk around the pear tree. My aunt lives there, and she said yes, uh, during the pear producing season, a group of young men were passing by and asked her, could they have some pears? She said, well, they're not quite ready yet, but if you come back, you can have some. And they did. They came back and said, ma'am, are the pears ready yet? So she gave them some pears, but the tree that my granddaddy planted. Wow. So, so when you plant these trees, they're not just for you could be for coming generations. But I thought I'd share that story with you. But she was so pleased. The young man was so amenable to ask, not just sneak the pears. And they did, did come back with their little bags and they picked up the pears and took them home. Can you see it? No. I'm here. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we can just, we don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
tree that you have a, <laughs> I saw the picture in the, um, the article in the paper that it had a pretty good bit of Christmas tree. Commissioner Walden. Yes, sir. You have some, what, what shall we call it? Some kudos, some Liberty County yeah, kudos in your I family. Do, I yes, do. Sir. I have uh, had the pleasure this afternoon to go to Long County High School. My son was nominated and um, accepted the uh, store teacher. And I think that'll be for the whole county in Long County. Um, raised over here, decided to go to Long County and teach, um, and did a, a real good job. So uh, he's following in his mother's footsteps, <laughs> not mine. <laughs> I'm proud of him. We're well, living kind of proud of him. Yeah. Let's give him a hand. <laughs> Next county over making a difference. Wherever, wherever our offspring go, let them make a good impact. Proud of him, sir. Proud of him, sir. At this time, Department of Reports, Finance, Ms. Samantha Richardson. Good evening, Mr. Chairman and yes, fellow commissioners. Well, ma'am. We have just completed the county's November financial statements, which I will be reporting on this evening. By the end of November, we have collected approximately 20% of our budgeted revenues and have exhausted 36% of total budget expenditures. We are currently sitting at about 2.2 months of operating expenses and fund balance. This is slightly less than the previous month, October of 2.7. As you're aware, uh, the months leading up to the billing and collections of property taxes are our leanest months of the year. You'll certainly see this turnaround um, in January when I come back to report on the financials. Um, we just got a large deposit from the tax commissioner last week. Um, and looking at the department expenditures in the general fund, there are a few departments that are running slightly ahead of schedule. The admin department is a little ahead of schedule due to expenditures paid uh, for a salary study, um, as well as some expenses paid to Mercer Group. These are one-time expenditures, and I expect this department to fall back in line as we continue through FY23. The general admin fees department is also a little ahead of schedule due to the payment of annual dues um, to the Coastal Georgia Regional Development Center that was paid early in the fiscal year. The judicial administration and superior court departments are ahead of schedule due to the payment of expenses required early in the fiscal year for court reporters and law clerks. Also, these departments are expected to fall back in line as the year continues. The Bureau of Standards uh, is running a little ahead of schedule due to the one-time purchase of some radios for some of its deputies. Um, this expenditure is going to be covered by capital. Um, so we will do a budget amendment and cover that so it's, it's not falling short. The Conservation Administration paid um, an annual payment to the Georgia Alabama Land Trust for site visits and monitoring services. There shouldn't be anything else charged to this department for the remainder of the year, um, and we will continue to see this unfavorable variance become smaller in future months. Debt service uh, is running ahead of schedule, primarily due to um, us acquiring vehicles through Enterprise near the beginning of the fiscal year and hopefully this will start leveling off as the year continues. 
In total, through the end of November, the general fund is under budget by $3.6 million, which is a very good thing. Uh, moving on to solid waste. Currently has a net loss of approximately 262,000. Um, you will see this turnaround um, in upcoming months when we uh, receive the collections for the solid waste assessments that were billed in December. All of the departments within solid waste, except for one, are operating within the budgeted guidelines. The solid waste collections is running ahead of schedule due to the purchase of 38 dumpsters. Uh, we do anticipate this department falling back in line as the year continues as well. Um, with regards to the special revenue funds, E911 is showing slightly over budget uh, due to payments made for an annual Motorola contract for radio network and phone maintenance. Uh, this department should fall back in line as well as we continue through the fiscal year. Our revenue for sales tax six for November was again over $1 million. This was another good month, exceeding our original expectation. And at the end of November, we are approximately 1.7 million ahead of schedule for the current fiscal year. This is a combination of things due to internet sales, commercial growth, um, among other items, causing those sales taxes to rise. Um, and total collections through November for the whole TSPLA 6 project um, is 56.3 million in collections. And this will continue through uh, April of 23. Similarly, with TSPLAST, uh, we received over 900,000 for the month of November and have collected over 21.7 million overall since inception. This TSPLAST continues to do wonderfully um, and has brought in a total of 600,000 in excess of the revenue that was budgeted originally. And that's all I have for you, unless you all have any questions. I have one. Julia, you may want to address. I know when we did the uh, contract with uh, Enterprise, first round of that, our numbers are going to fall back in line because we, we try to do the best we could for establishing the budget for that. So there'll be some recovery. You know, it's showing some overage now, but. So there'll be some shoring up. There's there's a couple things that we've talked about. One is that uh, part of the money um, in Splosh <coughs> will actually help cover some of that each year uh, that the Splosh remains because actually what will happen if what is whatever is designated for emergency vehicles out of there, i.e. patrol cars and sheriff's cars, will get covered out of that Splosh allocation. That's one thing that'll help offset it. I will tell you that I did we did get the uh, end of year report. And we've only been with Enterprise, really started rolling in the fleet in October, November. Mm -hmm. uh, but for the first time, we've seen a decrease in the vehicle, total vehicle maintenance contract because we've got the new vehicles back in there. So yeah. it was a credit of almost $90,000 that came back in at the end of the closeout of that fiscal year on reconciliation. So the two working together, okay. yes, I think is okay. in the big picture over a five year period, mm -hmm. we'll, we'll produce what we want. Okay. And were we able to identify a vehicle for voter registration for election? Actually, we had a meeting with them uh, with Enterprise this week, and uh, it's in production. There are about six that are in production. That's one of them. Okay. I had something along that line. Are we? Do we have the ones we wanted ordered or needed ordered? About you know you said you got six. 
But um, have they got us back up to par as we, how many we initially needed? We, basically, and it's been a it's been a, a go grab. So mm -hmm. without getting into the trees too much or the weeds with you, is that it's been a combination of being able to order mm -hmm. sometimes through the manufacturers, and that's been hit and miss. But more commonly, finding them on lots that were shipped. They're honoring. Um, um, commercial or um, retail. local retail mm -hmm. delivery orders more than they're offering governmental or fleet right now. And that's just what the manufacturers are doing after the COVID pandemic because they make more money <coughs> on the retail lot. So they're trying to staff back up quicker those lots, but we're able to go to those lots, Enterprise is, and get the same discount from those dealers. It's just working around the system, so to speak. But the order banks uh, are not stabilized yet. They're not back to where they used to be as far as being able to open and close on time and, and, and making sure that the orders are going to be honored. We've had some that have gone in the order banks that are scheduled for production, and they can track that once they're assigned a serial number. And then they've been pulled from the production line by the manufacturer. So it's the same thing. You're, it's the same reason you're seeing not as many vehicles on the dealer lots. We've basically completed through that situation. I think we've probably got about 10 vehicles remaining that were supposed to be changed out that have not been, but those vehicles are showing in production right now. So hopefully it's been, it'll be good. Well, on another good note, I was going to, this ends out in November. I can't wait to see Splice for December with all the Christmas yeah. sales. <laughs> Absolutely. We should be able to do something. <laughs> Chairman, um, I wanted to ask Joanne, the the two vehicles that our coroner got, are those enterprise vehicles? They will be enterprise change out. Okay. So they, they had to find them on the lot. That's perfect. So the m condemnation money that historically was used for patrol cars, where will that go? It'll come back into the general fund? It has to be kept separate in a separate fund, but that's administered by the sheriff basically on those condemnation funds as is ordered by the court. Um, we're not seeing as much and, and no, none of that money in the last 12 months has been used for vehicle acquisition. So we ought to see sales tax come in, but no con no more condemnation not funds. Really see, not really seeing condemnation monies come in the way that they used to when we used to think about it and be able to buy three or four patrol cars out of it. Right. Not happening. Um, not finding as much money in vehicles that are stopped now. They're doing more of a um, uh, wire transactions Transfer. to make those things happen so they don't lose as much money in the, on the road. <laughs> well, that's good. Maybe they're not hauling it up and down the road. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. I just was wondering about Condemnation used to be something that we identified and you know looked for. Right. Looks like right now there's no, there's not any. I mean, you don't see any sale of vehicles uh, on Georgia.gov. So that tells me that there's not that many being confiscated. confiscated. Yeah. Yeah. All right, that's all I have, Mr. Chairman. Right, thank you, sir. Just got a question for Mr. Mosley over there. So all of the uh, the cars that we still see at the county shop, yes, they're still waiting on Enterprise. Yes, sir. 
there, there are probably a few that we could sell, but most of those are enterprise. Okay. So once we get rid of this batch that's for sale, our lot should stay pretty tidy up down there. Okay. Will we sell those cars? We will. We're, we we will sell the ones that originally belonged to us, so that um, we'll turn and put that money back against the enterprise. And then likewise, the cars that enterprise will start picking up. As a matter of fact, some like 2022 vehicles, they'll start picking up later on this year to turn around and resell, provided they can get the replacements for them, and that money will go against the enterprise contract also. Well, how about, I mean, we talking here a bunch about uh, cars, but how are we on, you know, rec department trucks, yeah, about, Clinton's about. trucks? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. About the same. They're they're sitting pretty good. We've got we've got a few that we've got specialty trucks uh, to try to get back in. But he's sitting pretty good in solid waste and Rex. I think Rex has got all they're supposed to get building maintenance trucks. Um, been doing pretty good on trucks. What about the other two departments? Uh, election. Yeah, that's what the chairman. I think okay. Just, okay. Yes, I missed that. Yes, or one of those is the Traverse that's in the order banks right now. And now showing in production. And now one one is okay. in there also. Okay. And they've been very patient too. Wait on us. No wrecks. Huh? <laughs> Occasionally, but nothing. Um, Notes were not extraordinary. You know, you used to tear your tennis shoes up and you get a new pair. That ain't the way it works anymore. No, sir. No, sir. We, we're doing pretty good. Mm -hmm. Good. Thank you, Ms. Samantha. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Engineering, Mr. Long. Look at Trent, Mr. Chairman, he can go on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's ready. Good. 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 I'll try to go as quickly as I can through these things. Um, <clears throat> one thing that you'll see us working on this month and um, next month is we have our MPDS annual permit uh, reports are due. Uh, this is the, the end of a five year permit period, so we got to get all those reports done by the middle of February. And we also have to um, say it right in a minute. Update uh, our new permit. So we're in the process of doing both of those items. I have a, a young latest environmental engineer working with me on doing that. Um, so you'll see a lot of things happening with that. I'm uh, going to meet with uh, Commissioner Jones tomorrow about the, the Limerick Road. Kind of looking at that. We should have that ready to go out for bid. Uh, we're going to be finishing up plans next month so that we're ready to go to bid with that one in March. Um, Bill Carter Road, uh, I think we want to get ready to put that out. Maybe right. you and I need to talk the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Whenever you're ready to tell me to go, you just tell me to go. Let's look at the beginning of February. Uh, let's wait till March. Wait till March? Wait till March and look at Bill Carter Road. Okay. Yeah. All right, we can do that. Uh, Mary Todd <coughs> Road, we've got all the uh, surveying done. The existing conditions are drafted up. And right now we just got to wait on me. I got to do a little bit of drawing, uh, drafting for the design, and then we'll be getting those plans out. So hopefully I'll have those finished by this time next month or close. Um, Middle Park Recreation Department, um, they have a few more rain days. They'll, they're running pretty close on their time. They do have some rain days, but we may need a little bit of a contract extension. 
Uh, I may come back to you in the uh, regular meeting in February on that. Uh, we did just get turned loose from DOT uh, last week on the driveway. And just the week before that, Comcast finally moved their uh, line. So we finally got things out of the way. So they're, they're making progress. So we may <coughs> have to come back and do a little bit of time extension on that one. Um, they should be getting back to the Gun Branch Fire Station. Um, not Fire Station. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I had a good conversation with them about it yesterday. Um, so we, we should be back on that here pretty shortly. Um, when working with uh, Councilman uh, Welburn and the mayor about getting um, Davis Street and Select Street getting a good bid date for that. So hopefully we'll have that for you pretty soon. Um, and I'm gonna skip back to the uh, third page is the Alice Highway box culvert. Um, as you know, we, FEMA did uh, approve some funding for that. So uh, we did have a pre-kickoff meeting, was guess what it was called. So we're really proud to get that and have that done. So uh, we are working on the plans and updating those and making sure everything's good for those to go. So um, got a lot of things going on, which is really good, which um, concludes my report on that part of it. If you don't have any more questions, we'll get to the. I have a the, question. Gotcha. Uh, and I didn't talk, I didn't say what your part of it. Uh, we, we've been working on surveying. Uh -huh. We got all of Elm Street uh -huh. uh, is almost finished and Windhaven is finished. Okay. So uh, Rebecca is working on uh, existing conditions drawings next week and then we'll do the design the following week. So hopefully this time next month, I'll have something for you to say, yep, go to bid. That sounds good. That's a lot more detail than what's on here. Trent, are you? Yes, sir. I need to get a little better at that. Excuse me. Trent, are you uh, working on Well Cemetery Road? Yes, ma'am. Don't forget to add it on here so I can have a monthly update. Yes, ma'am. I mean, it may be, I might be able to sneak in there and get that one done before Mayor, the Todd, because it's shorter. And I want to talk to you about uh, Gum Branch City and their inmate funds. So, okay. All right. Uh, we probably need to talk sometime next week about that. Sure. Just give me a call. Wait. Okay. But add that to your monthly report so I can see where we're at. Like we'll I be said, glad to do that. It's a little bit shorter than the other one. Yes, ma'am. I understand. Do some collaborating with the city of Gum Branch. Yes, ma'am. Uh, yes, sir. Super. They have some Elmick funds. They only get like six or eight thousand dollars a year, yeah. Yeah. so it's hard for them to do anything. And they've banked their money, <laughs> and they want to do a little bit on Will Cemetery and some things too. So, you know, that may be something that we want to try to collaborate with. Okay. That's kind of the just one I wanted to talk to you about. Okay. Good. Okay, so. Uh, Trent, <clears throat> go back up to that metal part. Okay. What was the completion date on that? January 31st. <laughs> 2023. Did I write something wrong? Is, this is basically saying by looking at the progress, it's, yes. it's yes. not going to make the cut. And that's why I said that uh, I'll I, be I coming back sure to you. Correct. Yes, sir. 
Yeah, and, and that's why I said I'll be coming back. They've got some rain days. Right. And they have some delays from DOT and the utilities. Yeah. With Comcast. So we're going to come. Be, mm -hmm. That's why I said I'll be talking to you at the regular meeting okay. about a extension. But Commissioner that. Stevens, I know you feel as, as I do. i really give them more time to get it done right. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, try to hurry it up yeah. and then let's have to go back and... No, that's, that project is too important to us for it to be done haphazardly. Yeah, so. it took a while to get there. I was on say. I was going to yeah. do it. I'd, buy. I'd rather see it done. Yeah, and, yeah and when, it, when it, you it's right. By and you look at where that uh, catch basin is, and there's that little bitty box that's sitting yeah. right outside the catch basin. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's right. That's what's been holding. That's one of the things that's been the holding us up. up. Mm -hmm. uh, Mr. Chairman, yes, sir. I mentioned something to Mr. Brown, and later on that we'll like to sit down with you and Mr. Brown and discuss it for Miller Park. By the completion date. Yeah. All right. Uh, another thing, when when I see companies like, I don't call the name is here, Public Record Taylor's Creek, when they have multiple projects, is it impressed upon them that if we, well, they they, they uh, uh, offer the best price and they're selected for the bids, but once they receive the bids and they have an obligation. You know, to the county, i.e., citizens, to, you know, to do their best to get these projects done on time, uh, be in communication with you, all those things that make your project successful. If we haven't communicated that, we need to. Okay. Uh, because certainly they're going to be bidding again for projects in Liberty County, and we want <coughs> their name to have a good connotation to it, not one where we instantly see and have these red flags, red flags. So, Interesting. I, I know there are a lot of factors. We're still in the post COVID period, and this, this, uh, uh, the, the whole delivery piece that's to it, but uh, let them be up front with us with what's going on so that we can communicate to our citizens. Yes, sir. And, and, and I, I will try to start uh, adding more of that detail in this report so you kind of see what some of the things are happening on that, and I don't always make sure those are in the report. And I'll try to make sure those are in the report. Or you can just email us. That'd be fine, too. We can oh. do that. Yeah. Well, Mr. Chairman, I, I personally, once I gave some money to make that thing move a little bit faster to Mr. Stevens, but some of the l biggest delays down there, Trent, is other utilities. Now, that is something that I know right now they're going down Holmestown Road with utilities right down the side of it, and that's going to come back to haunt somebody because they're going to say, well, we got to move our stuff out of the way. I mean, 90 days, there's not a bit of problem. I mean, even the pole out there, uh, you know, I don't know if they're coming to the pre-planning or if they're not coming to the pre-planning, but this needs to be stressed so, to them that if it's not, that we'll give them 48 hours and we're going to move it ourselves. Yes, and they're probably not going to like it when it, you move up fiber out there. So, I mean, I know that's the one big problem and why it wasn't addressed um, and I'll even if you go out to, to bid, like Commissioner Stevens said, go out for a bid, identify those things. Mm -hmm. And those people are to be talked to beforehand. Once the bid's out, they ought not have to worry about that. But so, it's a bit of, mm -hmm. um, I mean, I've watched them come in and out, leave one place to go to another one, mm -hmm. to go to Gum Branch, and I, I know what they're doing. Yeah. But yes, sir. I, 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 I will tell you one thing that we do. There's a couple things that we do that address some of the comments you had before we send it out to bid. We do provide a copy of the plans to, like, the telephone company, Comcast, 
and all the utilities that we know that are out there and notifying them of what we're doing and what's going on. And we're inviting them to the pre-construction conferences and you know, we're trying to reach out to them the best we can to get them to do it. And on the Comcast thing, what we ended up having to do is we had to sit out there at the site on Casey Drive and wait for one of the utility guys to leave to get some numbers to talk to some folks there to get somebody to give some attention to that job. Well, I mean, I, I, I looked at it. Uh, uh, ain't nosing into the commissioner of the first district stuff, but I mean, the recreation was something that I uh, spent a lot of time on and didn't mind giving him some money to have it moved, even the <coughs> turning lane. But the, that part, they're, they're in our right-of-way. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's a county road going in and out. They really don't have any business being there. They should be outside of the right-of-way. And if they don't have it, then the land acquisition ought to be the next thing. So, I mean, I am i don't know we, if we're getting a cart in front of the horse or whatever, but that's 90% of it. I mean, I went down there too many times and watched it. So, mm -hmm. you know, again, it's like the chairman said about you know, contractor that's coming in here working and doing a good job, but you can't finish one from having to go to another one. I mean, you got seven employees, eight employees, and they got to do something. Mm -hmm. So let's make sure our part, our due diligence and theirs, if it ain't right, just, I mean, come up here and report to us or Joy before the middle of the month. We can do that. So I, I, I thought that you would have, like, for instance, for Georgia Power, Randy Mayfield is our local mm -hmm. POC. Mm -hmm. So for Comcast, we don't have a person like a Randy Mayfield to, to say, hey. Turn, turn on your CM yeah. video. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it's not, not it's not just unique to Liberty County? No? Okay. I, I can adjust then. All right. All right. Yep, this is a problem. I mean, I, I, I had to call the engineer and Jessup to come look at it. And then the crews were contract crews that went in there and got part of it done. So yeah, yeah. I just, uh, yeah. I know firsthand that things like that may be expedited. But I mean, you got to hold your feet to the fire. Somebody's. Of course, I don't have a problem holding their feet to the fire, but. I understand. Okay. All right. Sir. About the Alice Highway now? Yes, sir. Okay, I'm going to introduce you. Um, I don't know that I've ever introduced you to Danielle Easterling. Uh, she's a professional engineer, works for me. She's a traffic engineer, and uh, she has helped me tremendously with all the traffic studies on Islands Highway, and she's put a lot of these numbers together for me and really done a, a lot of blind share of the work on this. So I brought her here today to introduce you guys to her so you know that there's a a face behind some of the help that we have. Um, so she's been with about six months and um, so doing a wonderful job with us. Danielle Easterling? Easterling, yes. Easter L-I-N-G. So, but anyhow, um, and she may uh, answer some questions that I may not be able to answer today, so that's why I have her here with me. Okay. Um, you know, the regular meeting, we did present a copy of these, uh, this fee calculation for everybody and I left a, a good copy for everybody um, just so you had a good clean copy um, it goes through uh, basically kind of give you a little readers digest version of, of how we came to this 
Uh, we have development plans in master planning format for the residential area. For the form group property, we have uh, a lot of master plans for uh, warehouses that are coming around the industrial park. Uh, we have some master plans for the development authority, we sat down with them um, and everybody that we could to come up with what they thought their best case scenario was or what was going to be developed in the development area that is east of I-95 along Islands Highway. All of these areas impact Islands Highway and those numbers are what, dri what is driving uh, the improvements that we want to make to Islands Highway as far as four-laning the roadways, making uh, access control so you have um, median brakes in separate locations, uh, some of the red lights that we're going to need and just several things we need to control traffic on that end of the county. So as the development does come, uh, there is a funding mechanism that helps Liberty County pay for these improvements. So um, what we've done is based on that, we've kind of generated what we think the trips are going to be. We've broken it down to what a fee is going to be, and then we have translated it back to land use codes that are based on the ITE manual, which is the traffic uh, manual that everybody uses across the United States to uh, calculate and project traffic loads based on a land use. Now, uh, when then we push these fees out, we come up with what a fee is going to be based on, you know, residential. Uh, a dwelling unit, whether it's a square foot for a warehouse, whether it's square foot or employees for a manufacturing, um, or if it's fueling stations for a convenience center. So, you know, we, we've tried to go through and, and use everything and figure out what a fee is going to be for that. Um, we then compared it to our neighbors, uh, like Brian Kenny, they have similar fees. Uh, for a majority of the items, we are less expensive, but comparable. Uh, there are a few that we are more expensive, but uh, basically what we ended up doing was getting to a point where we just had to let the numbers fall where the numbers fell based on the land plans. Um, so what we did is just use the land plans that were provided to us to come up with these. Now we also have a county share that's in here, which accounts for everything that's east of the development zone that we've got shown. And we've got a pretty aggressive growth rate for that to try to take into account things that will occur beyond the development zone that we're talking about. Now, these, uh, this fee calculator is a starting spot. It gives everybody an idea of, of where they need to go with their number of trips. Um, there is a agreement that goes along with each one of these uh, to people as they get into the process. And that uh, does allow them the opportunity to provide their own traffic studies showing what their trips are going to be based on their specific use and specific needs. And then we're able to reach an agreement between the board commissioners and the developer on what that assessment fee is going to be. Now, if I get wrong, Julie, please pull me back in line. So um, we've had several meetings with uh, some of the developers and people that are impacted by this fee uh, the last two weeks. Uh, Mr. Brown and I met with uh, a pretty large group twice already. Um, they've looked at it, they've digested it a good bit, and I'm not going to say that they're happy about it, but I think they all understand kind of where we are and, and why we're doing what we're doing. Um, so I kind of want to open to any questions for you guys, and is Kelly going to be doing anything? 
Kelly's in the back. So it's yeah. The other only other thing I think about is Trent mentioned the ability for those developers or property owners to be able to present data on their behalf related to traffic analysis and, and, and volume uh, that is depicted. The other thing is if they have to make improvements to a county road to do that, then those improvements shall also be considered along with any other data they submit. So uh, for instance, extension ML code for court, if it happens, would be a county road. They'll be in essence building that section of road uh, that will be turned over to the public and those type of things could be have an associated credit that would go back to net against the proposed fee. So every project stands on its own, um, whether it's warehousing, manufacturing, <coughs> or single family, whatever it may be. And e each has its own merits and each has to be weighed separately. And therefore the development agreements that'll be associated with the assessment fees that are shown here um, would be pretty much all a little bit different. They may have the same modeling as a base, but again, based on number of uh, traffic volume units that are gonna be generated, they, they may be slightly different with what's required. And one more thing that I do wanna add is the way we've kind of backtracked into this is we did look at what our, our present day cost of trying to build these improvements between 20 and $21 million. At the end of a five or seven year period, what it takes us, we're going to need about $25 million to build this job. So what this does is less the county portion. If everything gets built, this repays Liberty County for the improvements we had to make to the road. One other thing I'll probably mention also is um, we'll be taking a look at what the construction schedule, coming up with a, a definitive construction schedule to give to the board. Uh, more so on the front end as it relates to development of construction drawings so the board can either choose to go ahead and green light that project or go on. Um, we, we do have some funds that were earmarked in T-Splash 6 for some of these improvements that will help carry part of those development costs, I think, of the plans. Say all that to say that probably those development agreements, um, you could see payments uh, actually uh, dictated in the agreement but not actually be made to the county until it becomes necessary for the money. I mean the last thing we want to be able to do is is accumulate money that we're not having to use right now uh, and that's you know for the audit that's a little bit difficult so uh, we'll try to try to time out when that project if the board green lights it starts and then dictate in those development agreements when we will need those funds to help make bond payments to repay that bond schedule. Let me ask you, 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 made, you said the extension of ML Cofer Court. Now, who, who's the engineer in, in the park? Thomas and Hutton. Thomas and Hutton. So that's basically on the development authorities when, I mean, y'all use them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I believe they use Thomas and Hutton. Mm -hmm. So they have a contract. What I understand, and I haven't been in direct in those conversations. What I understand, though, is the um, piece that's already been approved in there for rezoning. There'll right. be a warehousing unit and maybe other uh, that will be at the end of ML Cofer Court. All access to ML Cofer Court uh, as part of the agreement. Probably they will have to construct that. So the development authority is not responsible for it, and and they will upfront the money for the construction well, and for that, access, yes. I'm just saying you, you, you know, uh, Trent works for us and 
Oh, I mean, somebody's going to have to make sure that, I guess, it's done I mean, you know, the, you, you're policing the, the folks. So you have to, if something's done down there, I guess Trent will have to make sure it meets our standards. That's correct. Mm -hmm. It'll actually be two, two, four two sets of eyes in a, on it. Yeah, because Paul Zetman's office, we provide support to Paul Zetman, but Paul is the <coughs> primary. Well, I'm just mainly talking about roads. Um, He'd have to inspect it for county standards if, if they want to turn that over to the county, which they will. So we'll make sure it's conducted to those. Well, just make sure that the dime is split to a nickel apiece. <laughs> and I hate to put you guys on the spot, but I need to see, use any one of the proposed projects as an example and apply it to, let, let me see that. Can, can one of you guys do so that? So if you turn to warehousing, turn to, uh, go to page two of 11. So if you were to look at, um, go down about halfway, you've got manufacturing and you look off to the right, you see where it says per employee. Tell you what, can you put it up and go to page two? All right, so if you look, manufacturing right here, um, if you're doing it by employee, the new manufacturer that's coming mm -hmm. um, or that's Proposed. we think is committed to coming mm -hmm. with 188 employees, that's going to be about $134,000 on it. Okay. Now, if you put a million square foot warehouse, which is just general warehouse, um, man, I'm, I'm on the wrong line. Go, yeah, here you go, million square foot warehouse. Um, you're looking at four hundred ninety thousand mm -hmm. dollars, depending on the type of warehouse. There are several things. Now, if you've got like a, a Amazon hub that's going to have a lot of traffic, mm -hmm. then that'd be one point three million dollars. So it's really all about the traffic that you generate, and it also takes into factors the percentage of trucks and what that does to the road as well. Sure. So that's built into it. <clears throat> I heard Commissioner <clears throat> Frazier ask is a one-time fee, and the answer is yes, it's a one-time. Yes, it's a one-time fee. Yeah. Right, so with that being said, say for instance that, uh, like you said under manufacturing, uh, per employee. So if they start off with 100 employees, but then in three years, they increase to 250 employees. That'd be more wear and tear too, correct? That is some wear and tear. More wear and tear, but there's, there's really no legal way to go back. I mean, the time of collecting the fee needs to be at time, like you did the correct. other day. Yes, sir, actually at time of rezoning that mm -hmm. they become subject to the development mm -hmm. agreement, mm -hmm. which puts us into place, which we did on all those. That, but yes, sir, that, to answer your question, won't be any, any way to go back and do that unless they come back to uh, possibly do something else to that facility. Like That's right. Yeah. Make capital Th then there's a possibility through another method that you might be able to collect that. Okay. Does our neighboring county have that possibility built into their protocol? I believe so. If we want to stay competitive, don't we get Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, now we're not we're lower on a lot of things and then we're you. higher on other things and it's just that's how the numbers fell. 
I know. Okay I, with, we okay. With but it. I, I still want to know what, what we hire and lower on. So one thing to take in consideration. So for Bryan County, they did theirs with the tenth generation of the trip generation manual. We did ours with the newest one, which is the eleventh. So there were some changes between them. So that could be some of the differences. Is some land uses went a little bit lower in the new edition, and some of them went a little bit higher because they had more data between the two editions. So that could be part of it. Another interesting thing too is that the Belfast Keller interchange, which a lot relate to if you're thinking about direct competition, whether I'm going to this exit or next exit, it's been incorporated by the city of Richmond Hill who does not have these fees. And so uh, directly up the road and in those corporate areas, uh, the fees are not assessed up there. Now I did have a conversation today with the county engineer for Bullock County and the city engineer for city of Statesboro. And they're kind of toying around with trying to figure out what to do with some of their growth. And so, you know, we're trying to figure out what they're doing. They don't have fee structures like this yet, but they're, they have, a, you know, theirs, ours is like one spot. Yeah. You know, theirs is spread out on three exits that they've got to work out. So theirs is a little different, but I'm trying to make sure that we're comparable to people that are impacted the by the are. plant as like we are. Well, the money part one more time. So we got to get it up front. Yeah, actually, actually, you, the agreement will be done up front, but they may not actually pay that money according to the agreement if the money is actually needed by the government to do work. Right. And so, if they leave, I mean, if they add another fifty thousand, then we're going to still have the same dollar amount that we had in the beginning. But let's just say they decide, hey. We're, we're fixing to leave and go downtown Midway. What do we, I mean, we don't refund none of that. The, and Kelly may want to address that. We had that discussion with them. That was asked. Um, but as such, it would not be totally refundable, no, sir. Okay. I mean, when Gary gives me $10, he don't expect. <laughs> <laughs> you know, let's say this don't too. remind him. <laughs> I'm sorry. Th those, those payments that may be, I'm going to call them deferred until the money's actually needed, probably are only in the next one to five years if the, if the commission green lights that project. Because once that project money is needed, those fees will then become due and payable at time of agreement signing, most likely. Because they'll be needed to make the bond payments. Uh, can we turn the page to, I guess, page four? I'm just going through through all of this. I'm, I'm glad we're, we're discussing the, about the manufacturing in the warehouse because, you know, that's been a hot topic recently. But even looking at, can, can you kind of explain about, like, the recreation standpoint and in, in how these fees? Because I'm just looking, like, over in the corner with a uh, unit of measure. Mm -hmm. How on the last page it was per employee. Mm -hmm. So, like, where was it? One of them was golf. Is that the following page? Yeah. I saw one about a golf course. Oh, I'm sorry. That's page three. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good page three. You're right. That, that's where the recreation starts at. That's right. So if so, we're saying if someone wants to come build a golf course, mm -hmm. they be charged that. Price per hole. Mm -hmm. That's right. And that's competitive. Mm -hmm. 
right. It's all about the traffic that it generates. So the it, IT manual, like those different units of measure, that's how the IT manual generates those different type of land uses. Okay. So what what they do, and I'm tr I'm gonna try to take a step back a little bit. When you're trying to evaluate how much traffic a certain activity uses, you've got to have a certain unit of measure to compare apples to apples. Right. So a lot of times it's done by per square foot of building. Right. A golf course, obviously, you're going to look at it per hole. Um, some of it you're going to be looking at per resident for houses. Some of it you're going to look at per employee. So you've got several different things that make it comparable for your land use to compare it from Liberty County, Georgia, to somewhere in California, to somewhere in the Midwest. You compare all around. This, the point of comparison is the unit of measure. Right. So in the ITE manual, it has a, a, on each land use, it has a pretty good description of what it's included in that. Mm -hmm. Now, is this all inclusive? No. There are going to be some things and, you know, somebody's going to come to us that has a use that doesn't follow. But what we're going to have to do is use what we can look at the traffic studies that they're going to be generating and come to a conclusion, let them provide their own traffic study. And, you know, we <coughs> review to make sure that what they're giving us is true and correct. Mm -hmm. So, you know, then from there, you go back and you generate what their fee is going to be. How about uh, Chatham County? Do, do they have a model disorder just like this? I have, I don't think they have a fee schedule like this. Um, and, you know, they've got different funding levels, and that's one thing that happens with Bryan County as well, is they also have an infusion of some state monies with a lot of the work that's going on on the, the North side. Bryan area. Yeah. So, you know, that affects their numbers as well, that we don't have the infusion of the state monies. So, you know, we have all these things that are happening. But our neighbor, Bryan County, is very comparable to this. Trent. Trent. <coughs> See if I can make this come out right. Let's say manufacturer A, this is built on the first section, built on manufacturer A, and all of a sudden they close down. Then manufacturer B comes in. They are larger or either smaller. Is there any adjustment? I think there are some opportunities. I don't know what kind maybe of maybe some opportunity, but we're going to collect the fee up front from A before they close down. If B comes in, th there there may be an opportunity through some different type of fees, but not through the transportation assessment fee schedule necessarily. Yeah, because okay. basically, you know that they've already that first one paid the fee for the impact that's going to be from that facility. Now, if you got some increases, there is some risk there. These fees on the life expectancy of that manufacturing company, which was unknown, no, right? No, no. It's based on the land use and what use that they're proposing. So if you come to me and say, I'm going to put a warehouse out here, mm -hmm. we are, we, we built it on, okay, you're putting a warehouse here, we're doing it by per thousand square foot and this is what your fees are going to be because your traffic study says that you're going to generate 
X amount of trips a day. And those trips are gonna have a certain impact on the cost of the road. And you can kind of come up with a pro out of share of what that would be toward the cost of the improvements. So as time goes along, you know, we may have tenant A in this warehouse building. Mm -hmm. Tenant A may live, leave and you may end up with tenant B mm -hmm. and tenant C. And as you change tenants, you will have an influx of traffic up and down, but still it's based on that unit of measure per thousand square feet of building. And you know, we can't, you know, we don't have a crystal ball on what everybody's gonna do over a period of time. So what we have to do is use a standard, like the ITE standard, that gives us a uh, legal ability to stand on, okay, this is what your trips are gonna be. This is what your unit of measure is gonna be. And we can make the best prediction that we can based on the information that we have at the time that you need to charge the fee. All right. so, but no, we don't have a crystal ball and we can't, can't accommodate every possible combination of activities. Of possibilities, yeah, mm -hmm. I understand. So is, is that the reason why, uh, I guess on an IT code uh, 140, there's two separate ones for manufacturing? Yes. One of them is, is done by square footage and then the other yes. one is done by per employee. Yes, that's right. Why, why, why is that? Because uh, you have several types of, different types of manufacturing. Um, some are gonna be more intensive when it comes to square feet and some are gonna be more intensive <coughs> when it comes to uh, number of employees. I like to refer to it almost as a light and heavy industrial use or manufacturing use. It also depends on what they know when they go to talk to us. Like a lot of the stuff that we ran, we don't know how many employees these buildings are gonna have. So we had to run it by square footage because we know the size of the buildings. But we don't know if they're gonna have 20 employees or 100. But that one manufacturing project, we do know that they have 188. So we went ahead and built that in so we could have that number. So um, until we know for sure, you know, you have a gas station with 16 pumps, you know, we have to do a, a good kind of guesstimate on with the square footage of the acreage and everything. So a lot of the industrial stuff we did, we do have a good idea on the square footage of the building, we just don't know the employees. And until the people that are gonna move in can tell us that information, we have to run it by square footage, we can't run it by employees. What's been a pretty good positive here, if you think about it, because y'all seen it, is we've been fortunate to be able to have some pretty good look at master planning for buildings, for uh, businesses and industrial and stuff, or businesses and uh, residential in that in that back phase of a forums group, you wouldn't always have that. I mean, I think in a lot of situations, all you'd have is a land code type like industrial, and you right. wouldn't really have any idea. I think the fortunate thing is that we're far enough along and you've gotten the meat of a lot of data that if it comes to fruition, we've got it, um, versus trying to guess what might happen with no master plan being developed. I also yeah. see you guys have, I'm sorry, cut you off. So we, I, I, the percentage that I'm gonna say is an estimate, but say we had master planning for more than 75% of the land, probably more than 80% of the land, we had a master plan to go by. I was gonna say 80. So very small did we have to look into the crystal ball and say, what's going here? So. Would you use for your um, 
your hotel, motel numbers, what you use? So um, for my residential and my hotel, I looked up kind of the, the average rate number of rooms that um, most hotels have. Mm -hmm. I, I do have that document. I just don't have where I pulled it. But I, do, I did pull the common numbers that, that people tend to use. Now, sometimes they'll go a little bit higher. You might have a hotel like more floors or something like that, or you might go lower. But that's about the average that I was able to find. Yeah, and we did those by room, right? Yes, the hotel yeah, and, and a lot of the hotels that get built now are around 100 rooms, mm -hmm. 108. You know, you'll see them in the mid-90s up to the mid-110s, uh, 110s, somewhere is where you'll see most yeah, of the hotels. I think that was around where I was at. We seen okay. about like 110 or something like that. I know there's been some tentative discussion about maybe some hotels and motels coming come too. All right, All right yes, Commission, this is... um. Something that we asked for, uh, you know, we have the pending growth, and we want to ensure that there was a mechanism to help us to, to fund the uh, road improvements. Uh, we did not, even though we have dedicated some SPLOS and T-SPLOS dollars for some of that, we did not want to use all those funds for that, nor do we not want to put that burden on the citizens. So uh, um, I'm happy that our neighboring county did have something for us to use as a baseline, uh, and others are considering. So this is going to help us out to get the work done. I will say this, uh, Mr. Brown and I have been in contact with Senator Warnock's office again, as recent as this week. Uh, I happened to run to Senator, uh, uh, Congressman Carter. I, I told him again <laughs> that we're gonna need some help. So we're still reaching out to all kind of funding agencies, uh, funding venues that we can to help just bring this to fruition. But this is gonna help us put some money, can I say, in the bank so that we can uh, get this whole process started to ensure that we have the road improvements we need in and around Trayport uh, East and in and around uh, I-95 at Midway. So this is a mechanism that helps us out to get where we need to go. And it's, it's fluid. I mean, if we need to come back and make some adjustments, we can. We can. Uh, but it's a start, and we need to, because but the developers are waiting on us. Am I right? They are, sir. In, in fact, there are several. Uh, not just in here, but also in the development park area that are semi-committed based on That's right. an understanding of what y'all are going to do. And, and really the motion uh, I think we look for tonight, Mr. Chairman, is to adopt the transportation assessment fee schedule and authorize the chairman to execute the associated development agreements with that schedule. Okay. Mr. Chairman, chairman um, I guess your board, your other board, has blessed it. The other boys are waiting on it too. <laughs> well, can I ask a question then? You know, we've got, uh, we had a little bit of an issue there with a subdivision on um, Charlie Butler. And then it was part of the property was the city of Midway. And so I, I know that you'll have maybe the entrance going into some of these motels. And I, I mean, I know of one personally that, um, you know, who's, They've got a thousand foot on the, or three hundred foot off the highway. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we, I, I know we're trying to do the, the best job we can. We're trying to support the other smaller cities with this. But, you know, when it comes to access going in and going out, uh, that is a small group of people that uh, employ a lot of folks, and it does. Ha you know, you do have the hotel motel tax, but. Um, you know, how will we, how will we be able to 
determine who's going to pay for what. All right, you, you're coming off of 84 into a where a motel is going. All right, there's a, what, how much is that, 300 feet? 700. Oh, off the, mm -hmm. you come you coming in, it's 300 feet, which is in the city limits of Midway. And then in the back, it belongs to us. Well, I understand, you know, you'll be impacting the roads, but you won't impact the roads until you get out there to the road. Uh, are we going to, will Trent be the one that looks at this, or how will that be to, not to muddy up the water, but I could see things, for, I mean, we already heard, uh, you know, one conversation about a big subdivision going in, and uh, is it midways, or is it? The county, so a couple. I think things. it's a real good plan, Trent. The 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 uh, thing that you've got, I just, you know, it looks like we may have to skip around a little bit there and determine what's <laughs> ours. And it's actually Commissioner Stevens' district. He's going to be having roads he wants to do, and it's going to wind up being a. So, so to answer your direct question, with with the impact for the safety plan on that section of Islands Highway beyond the interstate, since it's a county road, the county would assess those fees. Now, if there was a business that came inside that 700 feet, or or both, uh, what we've done is we've engaged Midway also to talk about their uh, adopting the same type thing, so that we can make sure that as they do their rezonings, whatever they do with those approvals, they include the same language in there. And, and we'll also be talking with them not only about that section of road beyond the interstate, but also on this side, which is actually a state route, but it is in some of their jurisdictions. So I think I think that hopefully that'll cure. Well, I mean, just we're working with them, mm -hmm. yes, sir. Yeah, and remember, and remember now with the Sploss and T Sploss, they got some skin in the game, uh, and I'll have to. I'm reminded uh, how well we sat down and, and worked this all out. Um, even even when we made a reference to the development around I-95, everybody was, uh, everybody sung kumbaya, <laughs> that we all would make sure that that area gets its attention. So um, Midway was a, a, a member of the family that approved using those funds for improvements in that area. Well, and, and I'm uh, great, Mr. Brown. We'll just continue the conversation so that once we do this here, we take this then to them for. But right now, the urgency is really on the, the that side. Zone. The other side of it, you know. So, but yes, well, sir. Point well taken. Point well taken. I just want to make sure that that's not forgotten. That's right, sir. Not that I'm against I, anything I down there. I, I just want to make sure that I driveways is theirs or driveways is ours. Oh, so. that will be the same. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. I agree. And and. And of course, uh, we definitely need something uh, in place. And I, I guess my, my only concern yeah. is making sure that that we stay competitive, uh, especially with our growth, uh, that our numbers aren't so high that they go to the neighbor uh, counties and do, build the same thing. So if, if you all can, just uh, for me at least, can you highlight where we are low and where we high at well, and get that back to me because or to all of us so we can make sure can that, make that we're another, competitive. I can make you another column where we put what Brown County's fee is. Okay. Right. I, I just want us to stay competitive because 
that we're hiring right. and send that we're Because I'm, I'm the type of person, if, if the gas is a little bit cheaper on the, on the <laughs> other side of the street, I'm going over there. So Not I'm if a, it's five cents hey, more man, a gallon. Hey, five, man, I'm, I'm gone. I can't blame you. Yeah, I'm I'm <laughs> Absolutely, you know? So, right, and I, I just want to make sure that, uh, that we're staying competitive because and you've heard me say several times that, you know, I just kind of had to come to a point where I had to let the numbers fall where the numbers fell based off the information we gave us because, you know, yeah. I, you can't just kind of manipulate it so that everything is less than what Brownie County has because yeah. they have different plan, they have a different cost, and they have different factors. So I just kind of had to get to a point where I had to let numbers go. Right, but I also believe uh, if we build it there, come. And with us looking at alternative funding mechanisms, once we start building, especially family entertainment stuff, <laughs> we, we could be able to call them and, and, and talk about more money. I promise you, it, it's, it's not rocket science. That, that's why Bryan County and Chatham County, they could pick up the phone and get stuff done. I'll also look when Bryan County did theirs, because mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure they did theirs quite a few years back. So that could also be a factor with some of the, the numbers, but I'll, I'll try to find out, you know, when they did theirs and what what addition of the trip generation rate was mm -hmm. and try to figure out what some of those discrepancies could be. Right, yeah. And uh, so we're going to talk to all the municipalities, right? So not just Midway? Because well, this is basically just for unincorporated area. Well, it, it, it's actually for that study area, um, but we will have to only talk to Midway because that'll be the only municipality to be affected at this point in time. Well, we see it as a good tool to use in the future for growth in other areas of the county. Okay. Yes, absolutely. So we just uh, have to. This is the foundation. Right. Just, so for each part of the county, we're we'll have to do a separate assessment. More especially in and around the uh, interchanges change. that we have. Mm -hmm. And you just going to uh, you want a motion to adopt the transportation right. assessment fee? Right. Yes. We gave that motion. Uh, yes. Or, or yeah. To adopt, if that's okay with Kelly, but wait, or to, uh, to adopt the transportation assessment fee schedule and authorize the chairman to execute development agreements associated with that schedule. Are you, Mr. Chair? Are you if fine I, if with I, it? If I could modify the motion, as we mentioned, there are going to be some project-specific provisions you know, regarding perhaps credits and um, you know timing of the contribution payments. So if you could authorize the chairman to execute future contribution agreements as, as might be revised based on recommendations from the county administrator and the county attorney. Mr. Chair, you need a motion? Yes, sir. Chair, I'll make the motion. I'll, I'll per what Mr. Brown said. <laughs> I was going to say, I want you to repeat what, all of that right now. what our county attorney said <laughs> <laughs> to allow you to. I get it. Yes. Motion and a second. Uh, do either one of you all want to repeat that motion for, for yes. a matter of record or do you have with the modification? Yes. The motion to adopt the transportation assessment fee schedule and authorize the chairman to execute development agreements as well as any revised Eyes. contribution agreements which may be associated with That's that schedule. That's what I heard him say. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> yes. And the only thing again, Mr. Chairman, is uh, I know you, you're, you're you sit over there on that board, but um, you know it's keep us posted. Yeah. I, I want to uh, report every four to five days. <laughs> yes, sir. Because I wanted to say that we had uh, 
the uh, Stacy Watson was here from Georgia Ports today, and there were some numbers, stats given that even I was impressed with that came from yeah. the development authority. I asked send me a copy of that so I, I could quote that here. Um, so I'm, I'm happy to say that um, you, you would be pleased from what we heard today. And all this really fits together. It's really one big piece. Of, am I right? It, it, all, it all fits it together. It comes together. Yeah. Well, right. that's something. I will do that. Uh, all in favor of the motion as stated, please raise your hands, please. All right, now position. All right, thank you. I'm, I'm thank sure you Mr. Gillis was here. I was waiting for him to come back. He would have voted yet. Thank you for presenting. Ms. Eastland, good to meet you. Good to meet you, too. Stay close. <laughs> Very close. That's the plan. Very close. <laughs> Proposals is the acronym LEOP, Mr. Bob Dodd. Good evening, Mr. Chairman, Commissioners. Hey, recently uh, we did an RFP for a, a, a local emergency operation plan. Um, the proposal closed, and we received eight proposals on um, January the 9th, and we had one that came in two days later. Uh, we had a committee that looked at each proposals, each of the eight proposals, and based off of um, us looking at them, we would recommend that the local uh, emergency operation plan be awarded to emergency preparedness group. They're based out of um, Florida for $22,000. Um, I did um, put it in my budget last year. I put twenty-five, so we're under the, the budget, and um, we recommend that we... Uh, award it to them, sir. Commissioners. All right. Well, I was looking, Mr. Chairman, I was looking at those quotes. They are very wide range. Yeah, yes. Uh, uh, yeah, um, yes. I guess everything was presented to each one of them apples to apples. Yeah, the, the one that was um, nine, I think it was 91, it was um, more of a virtual base, and I, I think for this right here, we need to do more of a face-to-face -face where they can come in this company here is going to come in four times if not more if we need more and do uh, a kickoff meeting and sit down with the, the leaders to to do the emergency operation plan Actually, two of them. Oh, okay. yeah, have, have we had them before oh, we've had a plan right yes we had a plan, had a plan in uh, we, was it 20, 2011 mm -hmm. I, uh, I've seen them do some work they did uh, a bunch uh, a couple plans in Camden County and I was impressed with them. Okay. So you're talking about storm restoration? Sir? Are you talking about storm restoration to have people come in and clear the roads and all? Is this what this bid is? No, this is a, a emergency operation plan. It just basically um, uh, is critical for Liberty County and uh, stakeholders to access their ability and to cope with and manage large-scale disasters. And uh, I believe it's uh, key to have top-notch planning in place for, so we can lead in those disasters. I thought that's what we got you for, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> he carries out the plan. But you said 2011 was when the uh, last plan was? Yes, sir. And we have to have a, a LEOP on file at the state level, too, also, sir. And you had budgeted 25 for it? Yes, sir. And the bid is 22? Yes, sir. All right. Thank you. But cool question. So, over here. Oh, I'm sorry. Sir. No problem. So, uh, like you were saying, there's two that are 
like 91,000? <laughs> and you were saying those are virtual? No, no, the, the 9,100, sir. I'm sorry. Not, the, not the 91, the 90, I think it was one on it for 9,540. Oh, okay. I want to do virtual. 95, yes, sir. Okay. All right. And, and then I see Mr. Mosley name up at the top. That was a mistake, sir. Uh -huh. He's about I, to get I, him I, right. Yeah, see, you got smart on us. <laughs> I don't have no problem, Mr. Chairman. I'd All say right. just I, let him move forward no, with it. Chair, um, take the motion then. So I'll make a motion that we go ahead and accept the e schedule that Bob proposed to us. Um, and this is with EPG. Emergency practice group. Okay. Model 22 grand. Did you second that motion? I second. second. Any further discussion? All in favor by show of hands, please. Motion's approved. Thank you, Mr. Dodd. And, and uh, just while, we, while you're here, Bob, what about um, <laughs> we need to be looking somewhere about having debris removal and all? I mean, I know we used to have somebody that was standby, but that's going to be something that, I mean, Clint can't handle it all. So we need to be looking at having that you know as part of the plan i'm not going to tell you what to do but yes, yes sir will, so, but i just said we might need to yes sir last the last meeting that we had i came in and, and we did the debris removal for crowd of golf that's our plane standby contract where we have contact and we do have a rfp yeah. for debris monitoring out right now and it closes next week, next week. yes sir and do we have an uh, area that's dedicated for hauling the debris we, we have the, the two sites that we used in, what was it, Hurricane Matthew, Airport. and that's what we have Airport. for them right now, sir. Okay. The, I believe it was the industrial site. Industrial, yeah, that transport. Mm -hmm. Just wondering, man, I just want to make sure. We own it. <laughs> sir? We own it. Good. That's, <laughs> we just hope we don't have to use it. That's right. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Hey, don't take care of mine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We need to buy a truck. Front loading garbage truck. Good evening, Chairman. Yeah, we sent out proposals for a front load garbage truck. Um, oh, didn't have a lot of. I, I did. I'm sorry. You, you're good. You, you'll be quick. <laughs> I thought he said garbage truck. <laughs> I did. I did. My, my eyes slipped down. Okay, well, that's it. We sent out proposals to uh, to replace the front load garbage truck. Uh, we had one company that bid two two trucks. Uh, we scored them. Uh, my recommendation, as a committee, is to go with the uh, solid waste applied technology on the Peterbilt truck. <laughs> Who all scored? <laughs> no, that's hard one right there, Mr. Chairman. I'll make a motion to accept it. Second. Now, this, this price here, we'll have to add 55000 for the Karate can. When, when we done it, it was left off. Right. So 55 added to the yeah. the Mack truck is the one. No, the, the Peterbilt. Peterbilt is the one you yeah. want. Okay. Oh, the, yep. the Peterbilt is a little bit more, but we get so much better service. They don't stay in the shop. Fifty-five thousand additional. Three sixty-five plus the fifty-five. Sir. Three sixty-five five hundred plus fifty-five. Fifty-five. Yes. Okay. And your time turnaround. By uh, years, the best. Oh my. We need to get on a better schedule than that. 
We can't do it, but I mean, we're going to have to. And well, that's the reason we're we're bidding them out now. This truck's not actually due up to be replaced yet, but in the head of the game, you know, and this guy here, uh, the the Mac dealer, the Peterbilt, Freightliner, Roberts, they didn't even bid. They don't even have trucks to sell. They're sold out for like the next three years on their allotment. Was the motion on the floor for the Peterbilt truck? And a second. And a second. All right. Any further discussion? All in favor, show hands, please. All right. 365. 500 plus 55. Yes. Thank you. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Clint. How'd you pay for that, Mr. Brown? That'll come, that'll come out of the Solid Waste Fund, and it's covered in the, the assessment that y'all approved in the five years CIP. Thank you. I need to apologize to our presenters for the US 84 connector uh, at the Consultants are here. I also invited Mayor Baker to come since part of this affects his city, Walthyville. Sir, that's, that's Mayor Larry Baker, the mayor of Walthyville in the corner there, and his wife and his PR person here. So they're here because this is uh, affects them too. So we, we've been hearing a lot. We've been talking about the bypass. How long, y'all? Uh, before I was uh, 25 years. <laughs> that long? It, it's it's been a while. That long. Shoot, so before wanted, I was born. Can somebody come and update us on where you are with the process? It's yes, good sir. to have you. Good to have you. Thank you. You were um, you, Santa Claus in January. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, my name is Will Murphy. I'm with Atlas Technical Consultants. Um, prior to being with them, I, I retired from GDOT, um, and I was familiar with this project when I was with GDOT. So uh, just here to give you an update on the 38 bypass. Um, around basically through Walterville from 38 and tying back into State Route 119 here in Liberty County. Um, let's see. There we go. Uh, we'll do a quick project overview. We'll talk about the completed project milestones. We'll look at current activities right now. Um, go through the project funding and cost and then the next steps and overall timeline. So the project is a two-lane new location roadway from US 84 State Route 38 to State Route 19. Uh, it's about 2.6 miles long, and the alignment of the road begins on 84, about a half mile south of the existing State Route 119, and it continues east um, through the woods of parallel to State Route 119, and will cross over to CSX Railroad with an overpass. Um, and the two large wetlands on each side. It's going to intersect with Arnold Drive, Carter, Carter Drive, Walterville Cemetery Road, and Tibbet Road, and then tie into 119. Um, it'll consist of two 12-foot lanes, one in each direction, with 10-foot outside shoulders, uh, four-foot paved, six-foot graded, and it'll have a 55-mile-an-hour speed design. Milestones completed. So to date, we've completed the survey database, we've completed design traffic, we've held a public hearing open house, uh, public outreach with property owners during right-of-way acquisition, which is still ongoing. Um, geotechnical studies have been completed. Final bridge plans were, were approved by GDOT. The environmental studies have been done. The preliminary and right-of-way plans are complete. Final railroad plans and plans are ready for FFPR, which is final field plan review to be held by GDOT and uh, stakeholders. So currently, we're in the final design phase. 
Uh, Right-of-way acquisitions ongoing. There's a total of 70 parcels. Um, 58 have been acquired. There's one option pending, seven in negotiations, and four condemnations filed. Um, utilities are at 90%. Is that four filed for that project? Is that a high or low number considering this kind of project? Uh, for this kind of project, with what it's going through, it's probably a typical number. Um, and they generally do not hold the project up. Okay. We're going to hear from those people you know if they're in Leary County. Um, utilities are at 90%. They're close to being certified. I think final notices have been sent out. Um, like I said, we're in final design of roadway plans. We're at 90% complete, uh, which basically means that we'll have, we may have a few driveways to modify based on right-of-way acquisition, may have a few minor changes based on re utility relocations, but the plans are complete enough to hold final plan review and move forward. Uh, environmental Species studies and NEPA reevaluation is ongoing. Uh, stream buffer variance application is in progress. Regional permit is in progress. And the noise and visual barrier outreach materials are being produced so that once final field plan review has been held, those materials can be taken out to the affected homeowners uh, for review and get comment from them on visual and uh, noise barriers. Project funding, right away, five million by the state. Utilities, Liberty County is at 1.9 million. Construction by the state is at 29.1. And GDOT will let the project to construction and oversee project management and inspection. So next steps, final field plan review to be held February 9th. Um, the noise and visual barrier outreach will be going ongoing in February once the plan review is held. Utility certification will happen in May. Environmental certification will happen in May. Right-of-way acquisition is ongoing, uh, but should be certified by April. Um, and project right now is scheduled for a let date of July of 23. Noise and visual barrier outreach, you're talking about those Walls that Noise walls, sound walls, yes, sir. Some of those could possibly be built. Some of those are definitely built along the route. Possibly be built based on need and uh, public and, input. Okay. Some people like them, some people don't. Yes, sir. Shouldn't be. Shouldn't be. No, sir. Now, there may be some um where we cross existing routes or uh where we tie into state route 38 and 119 there may be a little bit of existing utilities that have to be relocated um, but that coordination has been ongoing with those utility companies now for a year um, and we've actually gotten final cost estimates from all but two of them i think um, so everybody's well aware the project's coming in july and well aware of relocation so it, it shouldn't be an issue I'm not familiar with, it'll tie in, where Tibbet Road ties into 119, it'll be just west 
of that inter of that intersection. So it'll actually cross Tibbet, and I think there is a church. Yes, the church is on Tibbet. I am beyond the church. Yes, beyond the church. If you know where the entrance is to the the new subdivision that was built down there on the left some time back, uh, that's actually a cul-de-sac area, and it's going to it'll tie in just beyond that. I mean, just beyond it. What's that, Mr. Vick? What, what's that subdivision? I know it, but I can't. Hampton Ridge. Hampton Ridge. Hampton Ridge. But it is on the other side of the church, Commissioner. Yes, sir. It's behind the church. Behind the church. Behind the church. So that's going to come almost right there where, in the area of Victory Baptist, somewhere like coming from. Farther down. 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 Farther about where Wayne Rosier used to live? Beyond. Behind? Beyond. Uh-huh. Okay, he's in the, he's near friendship. He's near Rosier's kinda in there where friendship is. Right, right. Yeah, so it's on beyond that. But it'll cross Tibbet Road. It won't take any any homes. It will take some homes. That, yes, sir. There are some homes being taken throughout the entire route. So we're not jumping the gun with your report, are we? But Our questions are jumping the government. What are you going to present to us? No, sir. Okay. I, I, <laughs> I was just wondering if you're going up toward, uh, if you headed toward 57 on Tibbet Highway, time you get past the church, it'll be it'll cross right through there. Is that what you're saying? Okay. I think Mrs. Ryan has some property back there also. He does. He does. does. It'll, come, it'll come right through where that shop is. So we're right. Jesse right through used that to shop. have the. Barbecue shack, it'll be behind his. Okay. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. Brooks is good, too. <laughs> <laughs> Even some of the utilities now, um, homeowners are. Right. There There should be some relocations going on now. I think there's, like I said, with the parcels that have been acquired, um, some of those homeowners should already be relocating. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, sir. He mentioned a public information open house. We've actually, in the history of this project, had five. <laughs> so uh, it's, it's as it has gone on, but, uh, there's, there's been some extensive outreach done, both required by environmental folks and impact folks, as well as normal GDOT process. Now, this started years ago, and it was going to be called a limited access highway. But you're still going to be able to get off of it to go down Arnold. You're still going to be able to go Carter. Uh, you will be able to still get off and go on Tibbet Road east, or what is it? I guess it's east. No, it ain't east and west. It'd be, it's, be really north and south. Yeah, I guess. north and south there. And then it'll pick back up, like you said, around there in the curve, and then. Uh, from there all the way to Riceboro, there's just, you know, one or two homes there. But that's the next part of the project, or will it cross there and go Holmestown Road to? No, sir. This project this project will end basically when it ties back into 119. You did allocate some money in the T-Splosh to go ahead and do a phase, look phase two in what we're calling somewhat of a phase two. That, that might cut across from 119 and this come back out over towards 196 east. Hmm. But this nothing against you because you're the first time I've seen you, but I mean, we've been, this thing right here is, uh, 
I mean, it's been going on so long. Hey, somebody's already retired with Will. the money that we paid them. Well, the DOT. No, the DOT really didn't have. I don't know who was doing the regular part of the road when it was being engineered. But yeah, I, we, I act, we actually engaged the engineers to do it, but Will was working for GDOT at the time yeah. when we engaged them. And I think there was actually a realignment from the original concept to the original set. It's so not too every, Every time something changes, it pushes it back a little bit further. Yeah. I'll wait till you have your public input, see how we. <laughs> that your last slide, sir? Yes, sir, that's it. Yes, I'm sorry. I was you, you were just getting good. <laughs> I, I would like, uh, I thought you had it in the slides. You know, let, let us see the, the, uh, the layout. Okay. Yeah. You had we, that in your. We will. I do. Okay. Yes, sir. It's the same one we showed. Some. It hasn't. But, but luckily, it hasn't changed again <laughs> yeah. uh, in the last 24 months, right. Right, at least. But it's been a little so, while. Yes, sir. Some I'll, questions about where it's going to tie in and all. I will that. definitely. I'll definitely yeah. get Mr. it, Mr. Chairman. Now you said that. I think in the first slide it said that the the entire bypass is 2.6 miles. Yes, sir. 2.6. From 84. That's big. Come, on 119. Just 2.6 yeah. miles. Right. About from here to my house. Probably. Seems farther than. Yeah, I was. Mm -hmm. No, I didn't think it was far. I thought it was. Oh, really? going, oh, sure. I thought it was going to. I mean, be a real bypass. Oh. Well, the rest of it is one. Yeah, yeah. yeah I the mean, rest not, of it is one nineteen. So, what you call the, it? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I was looking for um, some major expressway type thing yeah. that um, yeah. that we wouldn't see a truck coming through Hinesville yeah. ever again. So the rest of it is one nineteen. And the state is going to do some improvements. Commissioner Gillard wanted 285. So, so, so get back on 119 after the, the after they do this, and this is going to Riceboro. Mm -hmm. And anybody want to talk it, about the and anybody want to go to Savannah? How, how and, do and they then you 196 from there. They just go to 17. Yeah, that's that's what a lot of them are doing now. Depending on times of the day here, mm -hmm. it would be amazing that the traffic is coming around that way now. Yeah. A, a, a lot. I almost got hit on 196 the other day. A lot of. Trucks will prefer that well, all the way down. Mm -hmm. A lot of trucks. And they get on seventeen, so they don't come through the Go stop, starting and stopping. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, Man, I was. Uh, I was I mean, looking. It's better than what is out there now, that's but um, you know that it would be one hurricane evacuation point. I mean, for people to come through <laughs> there, and all of them be bottled up. Uh, of course. You know, that's left up to somebody else, but that's that was my whole thinking about the project in the beginning, you know, when the Hurricane Floyd came here, everything was stopped up and you know, you could turn both lanes and and send them that way. But you know, you know now we just all we're doing is adding asphalt about eighty feet further away from what's already asphalt. <laughs> Well, you're also you're also creating a non-at-grade railroad crossing. So the other thing that happens is if that, that and that is one of our hurricane evacuation routes, folks coming that way trying to get to Airport Road right now. If something happens at that train track and they can't get across, I mean they're they really are stuck. So so it does create an overpass there, um, and it will create a situation where folks can then split. Part, part of the evacuation route go towards Waycross, some towards Glenville, and the others come down actually and hit 144 through Fort Stewart.
to go towards to go north. Well, you can't you can't get across and and. Uh, Allenhurst because it's got crossings there. No, no, you wouldn't. Yeah, you wouldn't want to go across that. So we, we, right. yeah. Now I've spoken to people, and I guess the mayor can confirm that they live on Talmadge who, who who go that way anyway, take 119 and go out rather than coming through the hustle and bustle of Hinesville. And I know people, friends who live in Jessup, they talk about that too. They know when to go around Hinesville. They don't come. They they already make it a bypass kind of stuff. So having that little extra yeah, a lot piece of the piece of paper, paper mills, you know, going that away. But yeah. All right, so good progress. Good progress. Thank you for coming. Mayor Baker may want your card. Get a box full of them. Mayor Baker, any comments, sir? sir you good? Okay. All right, thank you, sir. All righty. Alcohol beverage license. Yes, we've got three of those tonight. Um, basically, just uh, new owners, same locations. One, the first one is at 7175 East Oglethorpe Highway. It's an existing location. And the Sheriff and Planning Commission both recommend approval. Wait a minute, which one is that, Mr. This is the one at uh, 7175 East Oglethorpe. Where's that at? <clears throat> Properly vetted. Yes, sir. But both recommend approval. All right. Chair, intend the motion. So moved. Second. 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 Okay. For discussion, all in favor, show your hands, please. Seventy-one, seventy-five. He's over. Thought. The next one, Mr. Chairman, is at thirty-six Montague Street. That's in Riceboro. That's in Riceboro. Row. Chair and motion. So moved. Second. 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 All in favor? Show of hands, please. All right. One more. At, um, Highway 196, the 5240, Highway 196. Quick yes, mark. Where's that at? The commissioner's Must be the one I thought it was in. Uh, I think it's right Gumbridge. there at. Um, Is that the one that right? At the city of Gumbridge? It's, it's right in, I think it's uh, the one that's right outside the city limits of Hinesville on the right before you get to, that wouldn't be Montague. It can't be. No, I'm not sure. Because it, it, that would be a 196 address. Yeah. But it is an existing location. Okay. I guess in the future they can make that reference. You know reference what? It may be in the food line parking. Food line oh, plaza. Maybe. Okay. That, that may be it. Uh, that will help us out. This application doesn't ask for that, but it helps us out to kind of be acclimated know where they are. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll make line. sure that okay. going forward I can put where they are on that, there. I want to list the address, and then I'll, I'll start okay. kind of mapping it. Thank you, sir. Line. Chair, take a motion. So move, Mr. Chair. Second. Okay. Y'all in favor, show of hands, please. All right. <clears throat> Quick march. We have eight. Administrative report. Uh, yes, sir. I, I laid at your desk uh, the capital project list for you for ongoing projects right now. And I um, think that if I can get that up there. 
This is a list of projects um, that we have right now that are in active status. This doesn't include the other highway projects, obviously, that Trent talked about. This only has got now the Islands Highway project on it, uh, and you see the status of that. Um, just a, a quick tour around, and Trent had a few of these in his, but this is the EMS station. Uh, that project is still on schedule. Uh, you see in that slide where they're starting to do the site work, they'll be installing curb and gutter around there within the next two weeks. We went through the final look at the security system for the building, and uh, they're doing the final wiring on that. Uh, the implementation of that system probably is in the next two weeks coming. So that project's moving real, real fast, uh, which is great. As you recall, we had a, a time in the front where we had a lot of wet on the site, which allowed materials to get in place and in stock for, for the uh, subs. So that's, that's been real good. I have met with uh, Coastal EMC on the lighting plan and that's all in place also. So that project is, is progressing. And it is scheduled right now for a June, 1st of July final punch, which is very, very good. There's just one more shot of that. That's on the back side. Uh, this is the fire station site. Actually, this picture was taken yesterday. And since that time, they've already completed this wall of block work. So that this wall, this wall, and actually both of these side walls are fully complete. Yeah. I think that block work will probably be finished next week, as a matter of fact. They're making real, real good progress on that, and I won't even comment on the weather. So everything's uh, going along. Truck, well. truckload of steel came in this afternoon, look like. <laughs> yes, sir. They've been getting deliveries of steel in there, too. Mm -hmm. So all that, I don't know of anything that we're encountering right now that's of major concern on that project. Uh, here's just another view of that around the backside. Uh, this is Sam Harris Gym, was there today. Uh, that project, uh, I think the last thing that we'll see delivery on that will probably be in an HVAC system. I think everything else will probably be complete waiting on that. That's scheduled for July, June and July. But all the interior work will be done. It'll just be the units themselves uh, that'll be ongoing. Uh, they have gone ahead and framed out which will be the lobby walls. And today they've, they've actually finished the planters and now they're installing the brick around the planters in there. Uh, the inside work continues. Uh, they have now gotten all the metal frame for the doors, which is usually a long lead time item. So that's good that we've gotten all that. They'll start the installation of those over this week and next week. Also, they've gotten the window frames in, and so they'll start framing out those windows. You can see I just took a shot of one where, where, where this is closed off. Right. They've gone in and had to do a lot of bridge, uh, brick uh, work, patching work, which has been real delicate because the mortar is so old and the actual concrete block is so old that when they try to tap it out and get cracks out, it crumbles. And so they're doing a real, real good job, which will, which will be painted on there. So uh, re real happy with the way that project is moving <coughs> along. We did meet with the interior designer last week, or actually two weeks ago, uh, down there on site, and uh, she's preparing some boards and things to bring for us to look at which I anticipate having next week, which will meet a, a theme of the old high school there uh, and have elements of that in there. And it it's just looks real neat. I know that Chairman and I talked about that, but uh, we're really excited and, and can't wait to see that. Uh, this is the Miller Park project that Trent referenced earlier, and I won't spend too much Mr. time Brown, on that. Cause he, I'm sorry. Go back just a minute. Point out to them that that stage, the stage area, Yes, sir. The stage area is a whole lot more lower, Mr. Chairman, than what it was. It's almost the height of the one in the uh, John McIver mm -hmm. uh, auditorium. 
And, 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 and good that you point that out, it has to be because what you can't see off to the left is the, is the handicap, handicap ramp. ramp. We had to construct it at that height or else take out wall sections to be able to put the ramp behind right. it. And it would be a multi-turn ramp, which <laughs> wouldn't really meet code. Right. So that's the reason it had to be, and it was not in good shape. Right. Had to be torn out. Uh, this is at Miller Park. You can see they've completed, as y'all know, uh, most of the, the underlayment for the paving that's coming in, the drainage structures are in, so Trent's already kind of given you a report on that. I won't, I won't spend too much time on that. Mr. Brown. Yes, sir. On that baseball field, is it going to be turned a little bit or is it going to stay the same? I can't remember. I think it gets turned a little more this way, but not much, to if I remember. And I'll go back and look Okay. to be sure. Okay. I know it wouldn't be much because the renovated box is going to stay in here. Okay. So if it gets turned any, it can't be much at all. Okay. All right. Um, the other projects that you see on your list kind of speak for themselves. It's about $61 million worth of projects uh, that are active and ongoing. These don't include any projects. Well, let me say this. We, I've not integrated any new projects on here out of Splash 7 that are not partially already funded ongoing now. A lot of hot air to say. Road department is actually, you know, got some, got some money there. Health department's <clears throat> got some money there. EMS payback's got some money there. But you've also got some projects in Splash 7 that we'll start putting on this list after you meet for your planning session to talk about some renovation that's got to happen to the EMA center and to the 911 center to be able to change out battery supply packs in there. Very critical <clears throat> that we do that one pretty early. So. Um, I'm prepared, I think, to answer any, any question on this. I don't see anything other than to tell you this, is that on the health department site, we went in and did some mulching so we could get a good look at that. Uh, Mr. Long and those will be completing the, the tree specimen survey for us of significant trees in there that have to be protected and possibly used. Uh, Mr. Buckley and I met this week, and uh, they are actually putting the pieces together for what they call a gaming board that'll take the space analysis that they did with the Department of Health input, put it on a board. We anticipate that to be complete within the next two weeks. We'll have another meeting with the health department staff at that time. And if everything's good with them on that gaming board, then they'll actually start for some preliminary design on drawings. Most likely, we have a target date of, of <coughs> putting that project out for construction sometime in July and August, uh, simply because of the time that it takes to do that. Where will, we, where will we be looking at, Mr. Chairman, Mr. Brown, on the uh, pavilion? That's the reason I wanted to leave that on here, right. uh, Commissioner Stevens, because you know uh, y'all got together and, and worked together with a lot of sources to do, to do the Miller Park. Uh, I tell you a couple of good things I think that'll happen, and you talked about getting the park finished and then going back out for that pavilion look as to where you want it, is as you know, sales tax continues to accumulate some funds once we settle that project out for recreation, there may actually be some funds left in there or other sources that will help you try to examine to put together some pieces for the pavilion. So what I'm trying to look at, Mr. Chairman, when the park is complete and we do a ribbon cutting and we still have the hay shed down there, you know, out mm -hmm. front, mm -hmm. you know, or do we wait on a ribbon cutting, you know? Yes, yeah, so very, very much up to y'all. Yeah, which, whatever you want to do, we, we can talk further about that and let's talk about that. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. For the part to be done, ribbon yeah. cuttings. But you won't have a, yeah. 
even even without the I, new pavilion? I, I, I mean, I, I get it. What I'm, I'm saying, saying is, but if I'm going for it, I'm going for the best and the yeah. best stuff. And what so if we have to wait, yeah. I'll Tell, wait. Edu educate okay. me or re-educate me on this. Oh, that's not what I was yeah. saying. Uh, no, what I'm saying is wait and wait. Well, no, we all have been pleased that sales tax is doing very, very well. And we're going to have more money than we anticipate. Uh, anticipate. Thank you for that word. But if I'm a, I'm a union because it's here, but we had those, all the funds um, set aside in percentages going to all the, you know, to include whatever Walter bill is going to get. All right. So as we have the excess, if I may use the word fund, so those, that, that continues to go to all those? Actually, everybody except with the exception of Walter Bill decided to keep, <laughs> we decided to keep uh, Mayor Baker's money. Um, and, and I would recommend some things for use of that, Mr. Matt. Actually, what happens is when we get those checks in every month, yeah. uh, they go ahead and send those out. Okay. So absolutely. That will continue. Uh, yes, sir, absolutely. They'll the continue to the, to the very last check we get and, and they'll see the benefit of that too. Yes, sir. <laughs> but but, but uh, with T-Splash, it stops, though, correct? T-Splash sunsets. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I don't, th I mean, I don't think you'll reach your level. We, we said it. I mean, I hope you do. It'll be real good news if you do. Mm -hmm. And those funds are sitting over there, too. Um, we all know that, let me say this, the, the, the best we manage and handle splots, the, the better the chances are for renewing splots. Yes, you're correct. That's exactly right. And these are all, I mean, you know how you have on uh, the, the red lines on stuff that non-negotiable, whatever, when you show the project, I'm going to just put red splots across all of them because so the public can know these splots is what's funding uh, projects you showed on here. So, it's, uh, Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I don't, I don't wise I, we've said it before, and I won't belabor the point, but um, I, I don't know what a growing community does without splots. Well, I mean, I know they either don't do the project that they have to do, or they um, pay it out of regular property taxes. Yeah. I mean, they pay, they pay a due bond, yeah. pay it back, is where they do it. Uh, only the thing I mentioned to you there in Trenton has hit the Gun Branch Convenience Centers. Uh, the water system uh, and the two water system projects, uh, we will be putting one out for bid, the, what I want to call the Lewis Fraser piece, the east piece, uh, probably by next week under, under federal guidelines. And then we're still waiting on EPD to approve the west side. Those have been all submitted. Do we have all the paperwork resident-wise completed? Uh, well, we don't need it, uh, Commissioner Stevens. You know that th we had to do that for the block grant. Right. Uh, so there is, there is no guarantee that those folks are going to tone. We'll certainly approach them about it. But we didn't have to guarantee their tone like we did with the block grant and show surveys for that. That's the good <laughs> news about the ARPA funds. So what are the chances of this water? And I know we got the water, the overlay district meeting up to Riceboro. Almost. The, is the, that possible? So yes, we can the, at least give everybody on that end good drinking water. The um, the construction plans right now show coming right up to Riceboro service area. And the thing that'll that'll happen is um, you got X amount of dollars allocated from ARPA for these projects. So we want to do the east side first, since it was the first out of the shoot originally. We want to see what those proposals come back in and let you make the decision of if that project, I don't think it will need to be cut short, but you know exactly what you want to do with that. Uh, m I think more so what, what you would look at doing if, if you ran short of ARPA funds, 
number one is look to supplement them, or number two, look to come back on the water system west, which is a new line, and if you had to stop that a quarter of a mile or a mile short, then make that decision on that second project. What about the completion of the one at home? One in Homestown. Water system? I get with you on that. Okay, yeah, please do. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I'm, I'm, I'm still waiting on a drawing to come from Mr. Long that shows me the right of way to be taken on that project so we can value what amount of money we'd need in addition to the construction funds. So then I can come back to y'all and say, here's the project. What, what do you want to try to do on it? At mid-month meeting next month, maybe give us an update on where we are with offer funds, the use of. Okay. Can can surely do that. Yes, sir. Mr. Chairman, I have one question. There's okay. two offices there toward the bottom. The offices I know you touched on Miller Park. Well, how about the two offices? Are they unfunded? Or are they, they are. I mean, I say they're unfunded. There was, uh, th there's a little bit of money that's been put yeah. in Splosh 7 yeah, okay. to do the okay. space analysis work and or land acquisition, whatever you want to do for both of those. Yes, ma'am. Mm -hmm. okay. We did. Good catch. I need to change that unfunded to partial funding. Partially funded. Thank you for that. Any questions, Brian? I, I want to make a comment, and I don't want us to really get... I see the newspaper fellow. He's always flipped that thing on page. Over, <laughs> a lot of emphasis on our recreation and trying to improve them, uh, starting in, in Briar Bay and everywhere else. And my fellow commissioners, we we approved at Bill Carter Road tonight an alcohol license across the highway when we're building a new recreation area. Now, you know, it's kind of like the fella says, <coughs> if you're talking about alcohol that, you know, a man goes home or a woman goes home and they fight, fuss all the time, and uh, then I'm against that alcohol. If you're talking about alcohol that, you know, weddings, um, bar mitzvahs, and other things, then I'm for that alcohol. But I, I, I tried to think here. Um, I spent some time on the rec board. And one thing, you know, you just want to try to, um, you want to try to use and make the best decisions. and. I just hope that we will, that this is over with and done. Nothing against the person that wants to put it there. It's just that it's straight across the road. Um, who knows that the fellow might come out or the lady or the young person and has already had too much and come out on the highway. Um, you've already seen accidents, Commissioner Stevens. People sober as a judge. And right there, with the diesel lane not in place, but uh, I just hope we'll. <coughs> let's, I don't want another ordinance. I just believe that there's there's a time and a place for uh, stuff like this, and I, I hope we'll take a long hard look at it. I I didn't. It wasn't in my district, but I still want to comment on it. So there it is. It's over with, and uh, 
we'll leave it like that. Well, let me say this on that. I think Mr. Brown, the rest of the board members, I think that's something that we would probably need the county attorney to look at because the park has been there for years. Mm -hmm. Not only just this one, but also that store is a like a historical mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. corner. I remember so, Mr. Carter it, and I yeah. and and I remember Joseph Miller mm -hmm. and James, but you know, you just um right. it things have changed since both of them folks was yeah. around, but that's all I'm going to say about it. Uh, Mr. Chairman, Mr. Brown, <clears throat> we got some bad ISO spots, real bad, on Highway 84. We need that particular <clears throat> department to step it up, especially right there at the McIntosh Mountain. I spoke to them about that got this afternoon. and all that stuff yeah. stored out there. They need to get up and get on the job. Point yes, blank. Sir. I spoke to her. Well, I didn't speak to her. I talked to Mrs. Eckman this afternoon about that, as a matter of fact. So, give them take a look. Um, Mr. Chair, mm. another thing, Mr. Brown. Uh, our summer uh, lunch program, yeah. can we be on top of that <coughs> or see what we could do? We, I, we, I know yeah. it's been because Hopefully of COVID and everything. You know, so that has been kind of difficult. But. You, you know, the biggest issue, Commissioner Frazier, has been uh the lack of anybody to be able to actually prepare lunches um board of education does not do that not interested in doing that uh, we reached out to them last year uh and the coastal georgia community action authority which had been the only provider and we had to beg them the very last year mm -hmm. um <clears throat> to be able to do but we asked her we can relook at it again okay. it's a lack of resource to be able to provide the services where it is but we yeah uh, it's some good people in liberty county there, there uh, are that that will love to volunteer to do okay. it and make everybody in Liberty County proud. Mr. Chair, <clears throat> uh, Mr. Brown, Mr. Commissioner Frazier, I will check on that because now we have a up-to-date kitchen down here do? at the Head Start facility. And uh, I'll go ahead and email Ms. Hamilton tomorrow and see if she's going, if anybody, would Coastal Georgia be interested in providing that lunch over the summer? That'd be key. Find a way or make one. That would be key. Yeah. That would there be key. Go. I'll go ahead and check on it. I appreciate that. you. And uh, get with us on uh, the date for our planning session. Yes, sir. Um, so the planning session, I know we originally had talked about March 10th, but I didn't have a calendar. We didn't have a calendar in our hand. No fault of Mr. Jones's. Um, <laughs> but he is actually on day shift that day. So mm -hmm. I didn't know whether you maybe want to try the 17th or the 31st. Not the 17th. <laughs> oh, no. That's out. That's a work day for me. <laughs> you try the 31st? 31st sounds better. What? And where are we going to go here? Really? We'll actually be at the airport. Are you? What is your schedule look like for the 31st? I'm sure. On March 31st. I have to check it, get back with y'all tomorrow. Okay. That's on a Thursday. Okay. That's it should be on a Friday. Friday. That's the day that Friday. big that's the day that yeah, big Friday, airplane Friday. coming Friday. out there at Fort Stewart, so we don't wanna miss that one. Friday. <laughs> so so it'd be the same for any other day in March? 
You have to check your schedule, see where you are. Mm -hmm. okay. Tentatively, okay. March 31st, okay. there's a conflict with Yeah, yeah. okay. Right. <clears throat> we'll search that out. That's all really I had on my list, unless there's any other questions. Okay, all right. All right. Thank you, great yes, evening. Thank, thank you. you. Chair, take a motion to adjourn. So moved. Second, all in favor. Good evening.